Welcome back. We've made it to the second episode. Welcome back to Breaking Up with Michaela Smuntry. That's me, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk about breaking up, relationship advice, dating, and personal stories about some of the worst breakups, most embarrassing, or cringiest breakups of all time. So, thank you for joining us today. We made it to the second episode. This is very exciting. I'm so glad that you are joining me today. And if you missed the first episode of this podcast, I highly recommend that you give it a listen. Since this is a new podcast, that first episode highlights some basic information and background about me and my dating history, as well as outlining some bigger stories and things that I've gone through that we will touch base about and deep dive into throughout later episodes. So you may find it helpful to catch up in that first episode. I also shared a story about how I almost went on a date with my teacher's son, only to be stood up on Valentine's Day by him. And some followers of mine sent in their own stories about being stood up as well, which were very interesting and entertaining to read so definitely give that first episode a listen subscribe and if you could please don't forget to leave a review on apple podcasts this helps tremendously it only takes a couple seconds to leave five stars and it will make my day i did just mention how some followers of mine sent in their own stories for that episode and i just wanted to touch base to say that i do have a youtube channel it's just my full name so The majority of my followers do stem organically from that channel, but I will most likely always ask on my Instagram when I need your guys' help for content on this podcast or any project really that I'm working on. If you'd like the opportunity to share your story on this podcast, be sure that you are engaged and following me on Instagram at mckk17. Of course, if you want to get more involved, have feedback, or your own story about a breakup that you think we'd enjoy, please email me at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com, or you can reach out to any of my social media and send me a DM. I'm always looking for future guests as well, so if you want to save your story for an episode to guest star on, be sure to mention that in your message as well. All right, now that we've gone through the basics, it's time to get into today's episode. As you probably saw by the title of this podcast episode, today I really wanted to talk about the time, or I guess just the whole relationship and story of how I ended up forcing my ex to break up with me. And yes, this really did happen, and I learned a lot, so let's get into it. In order to tell this story, I feel like I need to start from the beginning and give a primary background on that relationship to really see where it started to go wrong and then went from wrong to worse until he had no choice but to ultimately leave me. It sounds harsh, but that's just kind of how it unfolded. So I met my ex in 2016 through a dating app. Right away, we clicked really well, just instantly, through similar humor and compatibility. It all felt very natural together. And this was my first real relationship. I was 21 when we started dating, and he was 23. So we were pretty young, and everything moved super fast. Like, almost what I'd consider red flag fast now, 
But back then, it was exciting and new, and I just couldn't wait to start our lives together. So like the I love yous and talk of moving in together, it all started like just months into seeing one another. And although we never lived together, because I was very adamant about wanting to experience living on my own for a few years before ultimately, in my head, you know, living together with that person for the rest of your life, But although we never lived together, we spent almost every day together. Definitely the whole weekend, some weeknights, even if he had to get up and go to work at like 6.30 in the morning, I would still sleep over. It was like a mutual clingy situation, I'd say, but we were both Geminis, both extremely similar, sometimes like too similar, where we'd get stuck in arguments because if you've ever tried fighting with yourself, or against yourself, it's impossible to win. But that first year together, I'd say, was pretty good. I was probably blinded by love for most of it, and I was unfamiliar with signs of an unhealthy relationship or even red flags. Like, looking back, it's easy for me to identify where it all went wrong, but in the moment, I don't think I had any idea how bad it really was or turned out to be. The first year, I was still a student at the university and I didn't have a real job yet, so my schedule was basically just class, my boyfriend, and then occasionally babysitting nights here and there. Most of my friends were still in school out of state, so balancing my life was really easy. I didn't have much to focus on really, like not a lot going on, just going to class and doing homework at my boyfriend's place. I was still living at home with my parents at this point too, so I spent a lot of time at my ex's house, and since all my friends were away at college, my options were pretty limited to just school, YouTube, and my ex. But since I was so young and still in school, my life was still changing drastically, so that once easy schedule of being able to spend so much time with my ex became harder and harder to maintain and still enjoy doing over other priorities, if that makes sense. That next year, I graduated with my bachelor's in English and creative writing, in case anyone was curious. I started working full-time as a server at a restaurant, and since I was still in school when I started my job, I was taking classes during the day from like 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., then heading off to work the dinner shift from 4 to whenever I was cut, sometimes 8 p.m., sometimes close to 10. If you've ever worked in the food industry, you know how that goes. It's just very unpredictable depending on the night. And then I still had homework for class, editing for YouTube videos, and just personal self-care time to eat and shower and try to get enough sleep before my next 8 a.m. the following morning. That semester was incredibly tough, trying to keep up with life, basically. At this point, I also still wanted to go to grad school right after, so I was trying to get the best grades that I could and stay consistent on YouTube, which, if you're unfamiliar, it takes a lot of time and dedication to film, edit, and upload consistently on YouTube. With all these new priorities and goals placed in front of me, spending time with my ex-boyfriend was pushed further and further down my list of priorities. Of course, I missed him and wanted to see him. I still spent most of my weekends hanging out with him, but when we hung out, I started to think about how much I had to do or how much better I could be spending my time productively or picking up that shift at the restaurant. And I think without knowing it at the time, 
I was beginning to resent him for this. But that feeling definitely just sat and festered without me even knowing it was there for a very long time. So the next big change that happened is I moved into my first apartment out of my parents' place and on my own for the first time. I was beyond excited, obviously. This was something I dreamed of and saved up to do for years, and it was finally happening, so I was just extremely happy. But my apartment was further away from where my boyfriend lived at the time, and now that I had my own place, I really enjoyed being at home, whereas when I was still living with my parents, I was still always trying to not be in their house, hence staying in my boyfriend's place more. But I started to notice almost immediately to moving into my apartment that I never really wanted to go to my boyfriend's place anymore. I just always would rather be at home, be alone. I became super independent. Like, I had always been independent, but now that I lived on my own, I could really flex that muscle, you know? And I loved it. All I wanted to do was my own thing. So the excuses started to pile up. But they weren't just excuses. They were actual reasons but they were excuses nonetheless, like that I was tired or I had to get up early, the drive was too far, I didn't want to waste gas, I didn't want to spend money, I had homework or YouTube or work, and again, it got to the point where when I was doing homework or getting home at 10 p.m. from work and my ex would call or text me, it got to the point where I was annoyed, I didn't want to pick up, I spent all day around people, I just wanted to be alone, so I would start to resent him again for just missing me. And it hurt him so much. He would Venmo me $10 for gas just to come over some nights, and he'd drive sometimes twice in one day just to go to where I was to see me. He'd pay for lunch near my apartment and really did all that he could to see me. But all that I saw and felt was that he was too clingy. And no matter how much space I had, I still felt like I needed more space from him. Which, looking back now, I can recognize as being like, okay girl, like that's a sign, you know, but we'll get into that in a bit. I just kind of want to tell the story first. Anyway, so he would try and give me space, but he couldn't help but text me throughout the day, which you'd think would be sweet, but at the time, it always just bothered me. I never felt like I could distance myself enough to miss him the way that I used to, and looking back, you know, I wondered if maybe I had on some level fallen out of love with him, but I just didn't realize or know because we had moved so quickly in the beginning. He was at this point my everything, my life, my future. We had everything planned, like the possibility of not loving him anymore and not seeing a, a life with him next to me. It just wasn't an option in my head. But this feeling of resentment just kept growing, and I put so many other priorities in front of our relationship. Sometimes we wouldn't see each other for weeks, and that really bothered him. But no matter how much I got done, I always felt, and still do now, like it's how I function, but I always felt like there was still so much to do after accomplishing something. And getting it done like after i upload a youtube video the first thing on my mind is like okay i have to start editing the next one it's a never-ending work cycle and i always felt like he was just too clingy for me which looking back yes i think he was but i also think i needed someone more independent and busier to match my lifestyle as well i also recognize that 
I was matching his codependency in the beginning before graduating and working and having my YouTube really take off, but as my life started to mold together and I worked full time focused on my YouTube and career, I wasn't as dependent as I think he still was on spending so much time with me. There were times, almost every time, we had a big fight, which could be a whole other podcast episode in itself about our worst fights, but every time we fought, I'd essentially try to break up with him. We were the worst match for arguments. They were never healthy, never done in a communicative way, and this is where us both being Geminis and being super stubborn bothered me because we could never get anywhere in a fight. It was definitely our downfall, and as I pushed the priority of our relationship further back, we started fighting more and more, and every time we fought, I had a habit of essentially breaking up with him, but it never worked. It was always said in the moment out of anger. We'd talk, cry, and somehow still end up together when we've made up, like after the fight. I'm not innocent in this either. I was very afraid to break up, like afraid I was making a mistake or that I'd regret it, and I didn't trust my feelings, so oftentimes I'd take back what I said and say that I didn't mean it. But there's a reason I said it. There's a reason it was in my head already, and why I was so eager to always pull that trigger and try to end it. But it was just too hard for me to follow through with. I was always worried I was making a mistake. I'd think about all of our plans, our future, how perfect it was all going to be, and I would get scared and say whatever I could to make him stay with me, even after I'd say all these horrible things. So that's how I knew that I would never be able to be the one to break up with him, that I'd never be able to go through with it, that the only thing I could do was leave him with no choice but to break up for me. And even when he did it, he didn't want to. But I left him with no other option. My heart just was no longer in it. I had no love left to give. I think we both knew our relationship was over long before it actually ended, and I don't remember why, but those last few months together, I just remember being mad at him all the time. Everything he did just upset me. Even the sound of him breathing, the warmth of his hands on me, I couldn't even have him physically touch me sometimes because I would cringe and feel so irritated just by being near him. And maybe you understand what I'm saying, like I hope someone out there like can relate to someone that they've been with before because this was so foreign to me when it started to happen. I didn't really understand what was happening and I wish I could explain it, but it was as if my body was trying to tell my mind or my heart that I wasn't in love anymore. So that week that it ended, I remember we were trying to find a time to get dinner, which I didn't even want to do, and since he worked days and I worked nights, he would often call me on his way home from work, even after texting all day, and I would just be walking into work when he would call so I could never answer, but that day in particular, I picked up as I was walking through the doors of my restaurant, and I was just mad. I think we were fighting over text and he called and I didn't have time for it so I answered angrily with like, what? You know, and he said later on that that was the moment he knew like he had no choice, that it was done. He was done trying. 
I pushed him past the edge. So we got dinner on a Wednesday night in late October and I knew it was over. I knew that whole week when he had asked what day's work that I was planning my fate, what day do you want to break up? We agreed on a time and place and I remember driving there trying to prep myself when all that I saw were flashes of our good times replaying in my mind. It was as if the rose-colored glasses were already in place, despite us not even breaking up yet. And the funniest part of it all is, that night, I was also planning to break up with him. I remember sitting in my car after parking, applying my lipstick, and just staring at myself in the mirror, trying to give myself a pep talk, like, just go in there and do it. We're done. I can't be with you. I don't love you. I'm breaking up with you, literally saying things like, you got this, you can do it. Just rip the band-aid off to myself in the mirror before walking in. And then immediately when we sat down, he goes, yeah, I can't do this anymore. It's over. And I start to cry as if I wasn't about to do the same thing to him. But it was tough. Even though I knew it was coming, it still came as a shock to hear those words said out loud. But it wasn't a shock as to why, because I really left him with no choice but to leave me. I stopped showing him love months before we were over. In fact, he held on longer than I think an average person would have, and that really shows how much he did love and care for me. But I can be the first to admit that I took all that stored up resentment that he possibly didn't even know that I had and became just angry at him. And I shifted into a different person. I wasn't the same girl that he fell for two years ago. And while his life stayed exactly the same throughout our whole relationship, mine was ebbing and flowing, changing schedules, hopes, and dreams. And I kind of realized down the line that he didn't fit anymore, that we just weren't a good fit. We were toxic and trouble for one another. We fought all the time. Our needs weren't being met equally, and I always wanted more space. Well, he always wanted more time, so it got ugly in the end, as it always tends to do when you're due for a breakup. I just know that I stopped caring and stopped trying. I can't pinpoint an exact date, but I know it was months before it was over. I never wanted to spend time with him. Every time he called me, I was annoyed. I couldn't physically get near him without my body feeling repulsed by him. Like, I knew I wasn't in love with him anymore, but I loved him too much to tell him. And he really was a great boyfriend when we weren't fighting or doing things that now would be a red flag, red flag, red flag, you know? But when we were good, we were good. He got me flowers and roses all the time. He always knew the best gifts to give me, and he was always down for whatever I wanted to do. He was so supportive of YouTube, and I didn't want those things to go unnoticed, but it just goes to show that no matter how great it can be, the heart truly does just do what the heart wants, and my heart just wasn't in it anymore. I saw this quote, about a year ago, and I wish I could remember it exactly now, but I found it around the time of the breakup, and it was just perfect. But it was something like every time they fought, she fell more and more out of love with him until one day there just was no love left. And it really hit home, because 
I feel like this is exactly what happened to me. Every time we fought, he made a mistake or words were said, I fell a little bit out of love with him until one day there just wasn't any love left. And because I knew that I could never be the one to break up with him, I just continued to not care or try until he couldn't keep up with it anymore and ultimately leave me. It's really sad, but on the plus side, no one cheated. There wasn't a big dramatic fight or a reason. It was just an overdue, continuous feeling of resentment and lack of love that ended our relationship, which now is almost kind of a big fear of mine because I've realized you can feel emotions so strongly, but emotions are fleeting, you know, and they can change over time. So what if like you marry someone that you love so much and then for some unexplainable reason you just realize you fall out of love with them like it's terrifying i think realizing on a small scale that i felt that with this previous relationship it does worry me like how do you keep that spark alive and who knows maybe i can have someone that's been married a long time like my parents or my mom on and i can ask her in a podcast episode all about that but it is kind of scary that you can fall out of love with someone but i hope you can see what i mean now when i say that i forced my ex to break up with me and i hope on some level that you understand where i'm coming from maybe you went through something similar or you can relate and even though i talked for like half an hour about this there is still so much more to say on this topic, so I know I'll definitely be making more episodes to deep dive into, like other parts of this relationship. I have one in the works about signs of a toxic relationship that will stem from personal experiences. I want to do one sharing some of our horrible fights and red flags to look out for, but there's a lot that I can work with here, so definitely subscribe and stay tuned. But thank you so much for joining me today. It means a lot if you're still listening. And thank you for allowing me the space and platform to speak through my emotions and experiences in what feels like a healthy and helpful way, hopefully reaching someone or relating to someone when they need it most. For that, I am grateful. I end every episode with a quote regarding something we talked about throughout the episode. So today's quote I found on Pinterest by Gunnar Ardelius. Sorry for butchering that. Just going to say that now. But the quote goes, How do you know when it's over? Maybe when you feel more in love with your memories than the person standing in front of you. And I couldn't agree to that feeling more. Like I said, I remember all of our memories flashing before my eyes when I knew we were about to break up, and all those times I wanted to break up and tried breaking up with my ex, I was so afraid because of all the memories we had that I wasn't sure if I was ready to throw them all away. But I learned that just because a person leaves you, it doesn't mean you have to say goodbye to those memories as well. I still hold on to them, and he just happens to be a part of it. All those trips to LA, Disneyland, South Carolina, New York, those were amazing trips and I can still have those memories even if I don't have him to go along with it. Does that make sense? So don't be afraid of losing the memories if you've lost someone because no one can ever take those away from you. 
And this goes beyond relationships too, just to any form of loss if you've lost someone in your life. No one can take those memories that you have like with that person. So sorry to end on such a heavy note, but that's the quote for this episode. And again, don't forget to leave a five-star review, subscribe, and check out my socials and YouTube channel if you haven't already. If you have any feedback or perhaps your own story that you'd like to share, please send me an email at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com. Maybe you have a story that's super similar to mine or an experience that is similar to what I went through or advice to give on any of these topics, please send me an email at breakingupwithmikayla at gmail.com. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next week. Bye. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today.